These carne asada fries are the perfect anytime snack. Breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, whatever it is, I can eat them all day long. Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? What's up? It is Nick, and this is episode number 25 of WTF, Where's the Food? Welcome Again, to the show, you can follow me on social media at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And I thank you guys for listening each and every week. Of course, you can listen and subscribe and download to WTF Where's the Food wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and now on Spotify. Make sure you check that out. Of course, also now you can check out thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com, and you can listen to full episodes on there as well plus get all the info of everything we talked about in this episode links recipes photos whatever it is it's up there for you to check out and let's not forget if you do listen to wtf words of food on apple Podcasts, i would love you if you left a review on there as well so speaking of episode number 25 big show episode 25 we've done 25 shows together and i thank you guys for coming on this journey with me we got so much more Left. So thank you guys for listening. And this week, episode number 25, going to be talking to Chef Jeffrey Williams. He is the executive chef at the Social Club at the Kimpton Surf Comer. Um, we're going to sit down, talk everything from being in the kitchen with his grandfather at a young age. Um, he's lived and worked in L.A., New York, London, all the big major cities. Why he made that move to come to Miami out of all the big cities, why he left those big cities, and came to Miami. Plus, he was on Beat Bobby Flay. I asked him about it, and he says it was rigged. Gonna let him explain his side of the story and find out why he thinks it was rigged. His answer is going to surprise you, and so much more. Plus, we're gonna do some food news. Uh, Chipotle finally adding something we are going to love on the menu. IHOP has a great new menu item you're gonna love as well. And Pringles. One of the fan favorite flavors is coming back, but for a limited time. Plus the food porn of the week. This week coming to us from at Miami Food Pug and the cocktail of the week brought to you by my friends over at Spirit in Miami. So let's kick things off and jump into episode number 25 with my conversation with Chef Jeffrey Williams. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. So the PR people. You know, I love them to death, right? But they like to give you a lot of information. They pile it on. They pile it on. So they <laughs> sent me this sheet overload. with kind of information about you. And it's better if you just explain. So you are kind of like a veteran in the kitchen. Um, Yeah, I guess I would be considered that. You know, I'm not too old, though. So don't, No, don't not get too that old. Impression. I'm just saying, like, you, you spent a lot of time in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I spent my whole life in the kitchen. Uh, and, and you're from Philly. Yep. Yes, sir. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Dilly and, dilly. <laughs> so before we get into, you know, you're the chef of the social club and how you got there, tell, tell me a little bit about your journey. Um, So my journey is, you know, a little off script. My grandfather was a chef. Um, All my family cooked. The rest of them are cops. Definitely cops. didn't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> so I um started going to culinary school in Baltimore. Um, Baltimore to D.C., D.C. to London, London to New York, New York to San Diego, My San Diego goodness. to L.A., L.A. to uh, Boston, back to New York, and now here in Miami. 
So working in hotels and restaurants from like STK, the W, um, the Western Bonaventure, the Landmark Hotel, all over, man. So it's you've just been, been all journey. over. Do you have a favorite city that you've kind of worked in so far? Um, I would say my favorite city has to be L.A., but you know what? Miami is a close second. How long have you been in Miami already? I've only been here for six months. Six months? Yeah. Do you like it so far? I love it so far. That's awesome. So yeah. let's let's backtrack a little. So you used to, what kind of meals were you helping your grandfather prepare in the kitchen? Um, Back then, so my grandfather um, was one of the first black Marines um, and once he got, uh, once he got out the military, he, uh, lived in New Orleans. So his background was a huge Creole influence. So we would go like, and it's not a huge Creole influence in Philly. So mm-hmm. we would go to the, uh, South street market, which is, uh, basically Italian. So he would make like these Creole dishes, but they'd be kind of like influenced Italian, Italian okay. and, and Polish. Like we would have kielbasa and like, you know, he would substitute that for andouille. So it was always like a cool fusion thing that was mm-hmm. going on. Did you have a favorite dish, if you could remember, that he would make? Yes, sir. Um, he used to make a red bean stew with that kielbasa and put it over uh, South Carolina rice, which was crazy. So was like he like known on the block, like, yo, this dude cooks amazing food. Bro, my grandfather's house was like fucking the lunch line. <laughs> people would just be like showing up, cousins you never seen in like Line out the door, people <laughs> driving by, what's this new spot? <laughs> pretty so, much, pretty so, much. So you, you grew up in the kitchen. Did you always know you wanted to become a chef? I didn't always know I wanted to be a chef. I, I had um I had some aspirations to do some art stuff, be like a, you know, graphic designer, something like that. But, you know, my second passion was always in the kitchen. I was always cooking. I was always having people over, you know, trying different stuff. And, you know, one of those things you could uh, – artists are always hard to, to find work or they have to find independent stuff. But mm-hmm. people always got to eat, brother. That's true. <laughs> You're right about that. And good food, too. Damn right. So um, do you, do you went to culinary school? Yes, sir. I went to culinary school in Baltimore, Maryland. And how was that? Like the wire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually uh, pretty good. You know, um, it's it's uh, a food town. You know, like they have their um, their um, Lexington Market and, you know, a lot of food staples, you know, Phillips and the Harbor and all that stuff. So, you know, you go down there, you go to Fells Point. Like it's so many places and so many facets of food down there that it's not just crab cakes like, you know, everybody perceives it to be. So I'm still trying to, you know, get your whole life story down because you've been all over the place. <laughs> so you come out of school and then and then what? I come out of school. Um, I work at a couple restaurants in between Philly and uh, Baltimore. I worked at Fork, like Michelin restaurant. Um, I opened up the first McCafferty's in Baltimore. Um, I started working in hotels. I was at the Renaissance in the Harbor at Windows Restaurant. Uh, from there, I went to the Willard Intercontinental um, in D.C., right across from the White House. And I worked there for about two and a half years. And then I went to London and worked at the Landmark Hotel. Um, when I came back, I went to New York, helped a friend open a restaurant. And then I went to San Diego to be the chef at the W. Um, from there, I and went you up ended up in L.A., right? L.A. to STK, baby. I mean, you said you love L.A. What do you love about L.A.? L.A. is... So first of all, the climate, right? Okay, I Nowhere agree. Nowhere else in the United States can you go snowboarding, Go to the desert and go to the beach in the same day. Okay, right. But then it's a lot of traveling, though. Hell yeah! <laughs> but then the food scene is is crazy because you know it's it's starting to be influenced by so much. Um, you know they have a big Asian culture. They mm-hmm. have a big Latin culture there. Um, they have a big Southern culture that's coming out of the Crenshaw and Compton and stuff like that. Um, 
And then they have like a traditional French background that's coming up around like the Grove area where they have, you know, a lot of restaurants that are popping up. Yeah. But like, you know, it's kind of like a melting pot. And that's cool because, you know, one of my favorite chefs is like Roy Choi. I used to go to A-Frame like, you know, at least twice a week and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, you can see the influence that is taken on the chefs. And, you know, they kind of are more um, unreserved about where they eat and, you know, the influence that they have. Like You'll go somewhere and it'll be a, a Korean restaurant, but they'll have like some kind of crazy like French stuff on there that they're making with snail. You know what I mean? It's, it's just weird, but it's a good weird. Now, how, so you, you went to LA and, and you did that. You went to New York. You went to London, you said, right? Yep. So why not stay in London? Well, my visa expired. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so let's just fast forward. How well, did go. how did you end up in Miami? What attracted you to, to Miami? Um, To be honest, I was living in New York. Um, and New York's food scene is, is what it is. You know, it's one of those epicenters where, you know, everybody thinks it's, you know, when you made it in New York, you made it, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was my second time being in New York and, and not to put it like I was being bored or be pompous or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I was kind of bored of seeing, you know, like I'm, after living in LA and in San Diego, I'm kind of a beach bum, man. Like something about <laughs> living by the beach, brother, that, that just makes work so easier and uh-huh. life so much easier. Um, and I was looking at places to stay on the East Coast, and I was like, you know what? Miami might be the spot. <laughs> Came down here, interviewed, and did a couple of tastings, and, you know, and I was like, you know what? It's the spot. <laughs> <laughs> now, so you would say that the, the one thing you really love about Miami is the beach. I love the beach. I also love the food here. I mean, since I've been here, I've been exploring. You know, I've been in, in I've been going to the hotel restaurants. You know, I obviously went to, um, to like the SLS and the R place and mm-hmm. a couple of the, the regular spots. But then I've also been hitting up little pockets in like North Miami, you know, trying like the small mom and pops and like, you know, kind of getting a feel for what people here really like to eat. Do you have a favorite restaurant in Miami right now? Yes, I do. Besides yours? Yes, I do. <laughs> well, mine is always going to be the first, obviously. <laughs> but it's a spot in North Miami called Lettuce and Tomato. It's crazy. I've seen it. I've seen it on Instagram. Yeah, I've seen it. It's and it's in like a little parking lot, you know what I mean? Like a um a strip mall. You never assume it was like crazy. I went there because I got stuck here. I moved down here maybe three days before the hurricane. It was one of the only restaurants open. Okay. And my boys that helped me move down here, chefs too. And you know, we went there, it's crazy. It was like all dank. It was really there good. There you go. Lettuce and tomato, right? Yeah, lettuce and tomato. Get, get that Jeffrey plug. Now I gotta get free dinner from there for life. <laughs> <laughs> now before we talk about the social club and kind of what you're doing there, you I read that you did uh beat Bobby Flay, right? Oh yeah. So the question, I didn't see the episode. Did you beat Bobby Flay? I didn't beat Bobby Flay, but I think Come it's on, rigged. man. Come on, man. Did you get to the second round? I know there's like two rounds. You know what? I didn't get to the second round. Come on, man. Because it was rigged. It was rigged. Right? You so, want to talk about it. Let it out right now. Explain why it's rigged. I don't know, I don't know if you can actually talk about it. <laughs> Has the episode aired? Let's just say it, it aired. Okay, okay, okay. But let's just say they already know what's going down before it goes down. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay. And you were what, and you you did another show, right? I did um, Chef One with Amberell. I actually finished. Is that rigged? Uh huh. Well, no, not that. That <laughs> one. You know what? That one is actually that one's one real. of the hardest experiences I've done in my life. Really? They um. So you go through like this whole fucking challenge. You know how they do on Food mm-hmm. Network. Yeah. It's like a challenge after a challenge after a challenge. So you know they have you do one challenge. We like cooking shit with scraps, and then you go to another one where you make like a signature dish. So you make it through that round. You make it to the next round. And then they bring in all these people into the restaurant all at once and just bombard the restaurant with like 300 covers. 
and they got you fucking running. And you're supposed <laughs> to prep for all these people in one day. But it was like one of the hardest things, but it was also one of the most gratifying when you complete it. And you're like, you know what? I fucking rocked that shit. That's awesome. Now yeah. back to Bobby Flay one second. <laughs> Do you think Bobby Flay can't beat anybody, so that's why they rig it? I think Bobby Flay is getting old. Those hands can't work like they used to. <laughs> now, since you sorry, Bobby, since you have like nah, a sorry. kind of like a niche for TV, would you ever consider doing Top Chef if they would approach you? You know, I always consider stuff like that. Um, I think I would consider doing it, um, but I think a lot of that stuff is getting watered down, kind of inundated. You know, like everybody's a foodie now. It's not like it used to be. There's no David Rosen Gardens, Emeralds, where it's really like focused on the food and actually teaching you about food and and the proper ways to prepare it and you know why people do stuff it's just like you know instant gratification boom i'm a chef Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that that's one of the things that's kind of dragging down the culinary industry these days is that everybody you know wants to be a foodie and wants to you know but everybody who thinks they like to enjoy food thinks they can make it yeah well no they think they'd like to they like to enjoy food through yelp through yelp (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) it's like when you when you know, I know a lot of people love food, but, you know, you have to, to have that love and that passion that drives you to, to be a chef. You know, a lot of people think that you go on Food Network and you make or you go to culinary school and make a couple things and mm-hmm. you're instantly you're a chef. You're a star. Hell no. You know how many frying pans I got thrown in my head <laughs> to get where I'm at? <laughs> and how many frying pans you cooked and all that, oh, all that shit. nonsense. Burns and burns on burns on burns. <laughs> now, back to the social club. For someone who's never been, how would you explain it to them? Social Club is a crazy experience, um, and it alters depending on when you come. You know, um, at night, it's a little more mellow. Okay. Um, our menu is, um, I would say, globally influenced comfort food. Um, it's a chill setting where you can kind of people watch on Collins, um, and you can kind of, you know, just experience everything is kind of social place. We do a lot of specials where you can, you know, share. Because when I go places to eat, I like to try everything on the menu. Correct. You know, so we kind of set it up where you can do that. Um, we have incentives for people to do that stuff. And we have an excellent cocktail program. Now, <laughs> when you go to Social Club for brunch, it's a little bit of a different situation. It's a party? Because, you know, brunch is down party. here. is party. It's motherfucking party. <laughs> you come here, you get a little bit of champagne going, some drinks going. You know, we got a kick-ass menu. You know, we do uh, chicken and waffles. We got some staples. We work with a lot of uh, local farms, some fresh farms. Shout out to y'all. We do, um, <laughs> <laughs> we do like, you know, traditional breakfast, but then we got a lot of stuff that we're working with, and we try to keep it seasonal and everything. But it's a motherfucking party. We put the music <laughs> on. We blast. Sometimes you see people dancing. Sometimes you see people changing their clothes in the middle of the street. I'm not can't say that, but you know it's, it is what it is. A social club. We on Collins. It's your Miami. P, your PR person is not happy right now. I'm just letting you it's know. Okay, she let me out the cage. <laughs> now, when you first came into the social club, did they kind of give you like creative freedom, like you could change the menu, or were they some limitations on what you could do and what can't do? That's the best part about Kempton. Um, they promote us, or they incentivize us to be ourselves as chefs. You'll never go to a Kempton, it'll be the same menu because all of my coworkers and peers are all excellent chefs and we all are in our own vein. So whenever we go to our own restaurants or you come to a Kempton restaurant, mm-hmm. you go to Epic, you come here, um, the food is always different, but it's always good because they let us have our say in what we want to do with our menus. Do you have a favorite item on the menu right now? My favorite item on the menu right now would have to be the chicken and waffles chicken and it and actually waffles? just evolved. So... I always say this when I go in places and people say they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. 
but we uh, immerse and circulate our um, fried chicken. So what that means is we put it in a bag with the marinade, and we let it spin in water at a constant um, temperature. I like it. So we do it at 160, and we used to do it for like an hour and a half, right? And that, that was good. It got us. But then the other day, one of my cooks left it in the thing for about four <laughs> hours, and uh, it won't overcook because it's spinning this water. But it made it so much better that, like, I was like, you know what, dude? Now you got to do it four hours every day. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's how, how menu items come to be. You know, like sometimes it's a mistake. That's how the Caesar salad came about. You know what I mean? So let's just say I go to the social club tonight. Yes. What would be my order? Run it it would have to me. be. Well, we at night we do a, a variation of chicken. We do it with a cheddar biscuit and collard greens. Okay. But then yeah, that's one of them. And then I have a uh, octopus with a um, braised black eyed peas. Um, Heirloom potatoes and tomatoes. That's another Sounds one. Sounds amazing. And then we do a braised short rib with um, smoked mousseline and baby heirloom uh, carrots. And sounds sounds one. like the full package, dude. Dude, and like we're about to change the menu on the sixteenth, and we're going to more of a summer summer feel. Um, you know, items change out, menu yeah. times change. So we're going in some more like you know locally stuff, local stuff that you know we can get in that's available. That's you know it's gonna be crazy. Is there something on the summer menu that's your favorite? Um, well, we're just kicking out recipes right now, but I'm actually trying to do a, a, a local hybrid, uh, sea bass with like cream spinach and, um, some heirloom tomatoes that we're going to dehydrate and kind of make something crazy with them. I did read in your PR paper thing that you guys are doing cooking classes, right? Yes. So our first one is going to be, I used to do cooking classes when I worked in LA. You did. And it was one of those things that like, it's always good to have guest interaction and, you know, and we also have uh, some wine vendors come out and describe wines okay. or cocktail. People come out and make cocktails. So it's always cool to, like, kick it with the guests while they're cooking and kind of have a couple drinks and, you know, let our So if I'm down. coming to this, this cooking class, am I going to make something that I could find at the social club or it's something completely different? Um, It'll vary. It'll vary. So, like, we're our first one is going to be for Father's Day. So I think we're playing around with either uh, steaks or a combination of a burger. Okay. So we might bring in, like, different kinds of meat and different cuts of meat, like our burger that we have now it's a 25 percent short rib 25 percent chuck um 15 percent fat and then another um another special meat i can't talk about (laughs) it's a secret he's my secret you know what i mean our burgers our burgers classic (laughs) but uh you know we'll have a little bit of everything so we'll give them like ground veal ground pork ground and they can make their own burger whatever and then you know kind of make it with some different we'll have them make a spice blend they can also take that home with them and you know, we'll make we'll have some special beers come in, and we'll have some uh, maybe some cocktails made with it. But it'll be like a good experience that you can do with your dad at the property. Sounds like a party. Yeah, hell yeah, that's now, what we do. I love to ask chefs this particular question, okay? Because you all answer so different. Okay, so hypothetically, you're leaving the social club tonight. Yes. You find a lottery ticket on the floor. Yes. The lottery ticket is worth ten million dollars. You know it. What do you do? Well. After I wake up from that uh, drug-infused coma. <laughs> psych, 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 psych. <laughs> well, now, honestly, um, I've always thought about this. And one of the things I want to do, I would do, um, I've always been, you know, you got to have two. So you have a restaurant that is more your personable one. You have a restaurant that will make you a ton of money. Okay. So the one that will make me a ton of money is like a soul food takeout. Um, you know, it's food that I've been cooking all my life. But when it's a takeout, you can always put it next to where the clubs are. And, you You're know, right. people come in and it's low overhead, boom, 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 and they out the door. Just drive so through. That's the money maker. You can even do drive through. That's the money. Exactly. That's the money maker. 
But for me, I would love to raise pigs um, on like a farm, Thomas Keller style, and then do maybe like a forty seat restaurant that's only open like five. On days the farm, a week. yeah, yeah, brother, you gotta be, you gotta be where your food comes from. I like it. Where do you see yourself kind of in the next five, ten years? Next five, ten years, I don't know. You know, it's, it's crazy. I would never. You asked me two years ago. I would never said I'd be living in Miami right now. But you know, that's how this business is. You know, um, eventually I want to you know move up in Kempton and move around and. We got properties opening everywhere, so you know you never know. You might catch me in London again or Paris or something like so that. So Miami is not your final destination. Is that what you're telling me? Well, listen, you know, I like I must, I might go back and come back. I would go somewhere else and come back. You know, it's like <laughs> it's a boomerang business, man. You know, you never know where you're going to end up. You know, somebody might say, you know what, chef, we need you to go here, and then I come back to Miami, and I'm like, you know what, that's where my heart is. But right now, Miami is where it's at. Trust me. Well, Jeffrey, thanks for coming on the show. Tell people how they can follow you and tell them about the social club, how you can check you out. Well, you can catch us on uh, Sobe, Social Club Sobe on uh, Instagram. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and all that stuff. You know, uh, you can come down to the social club and see me. We can have a little bottomless mimosa. Social club, social club, social club. I'm always there. Um, and then if you want to bring your pops out, Father's Day cooking class, I'll ask A big thank you to Chef Jeffrey Williams for coming on the show. Truly appreciate it and sharing all that great information. And make sure to check him out at the Social Club if you're in the Miami area. So what do you say? Let's jump into some food news. Now, Chipotle has created some new menu item flops. We all know this. We could agree the chorizo, which really didn't taste like chorizo at all. And the cheese sauce that, eh, skip it, right? Well, now they are testing a frozen paloma margarita now this frozen cocktail this paloma is made with tequila grapefruit juice agave and citrus juice they're pricing it at 14 ounces for just six dollars and 20 cents and i can't wait for chipotle to make this nationwide now i got a new snack for you to try out the epic mealtime guys if you've never heard of them you got to check them out um they released their first viable product and it's called pizza in a bag now it's basically a pepperoni jerky um, and they have the Supreme Pizza Jerky, Buffalo Pizza Jerky, Pepperoni Pizza Jerky, and all three are made with pork and beef pepperoni and seasoned or topped with all the classic pizza fixings. And Pizza in a Bag is available right now nationwide at your local Walmart. Now, IHOP has just launched a new creations menu, and the greatest thing they have put on this new menu is a signature pancake slider. Now, these pancake sliders... Use pancakes as the bread for the breakfast sandwich stuffed with a scrambled egg omelet, turkey sausage, bacon, American cheese, and a sweet maple glaze. You can head over to your nearest high hop right now and try these babies out. Now it's back. Pringles top ramen flavored chips are back. You loved them. You sold them out so quick. This limited edition flavor is coming back to Dollar General stores only this Thursday. Depends on when you're listening. April 5th, Thursday, April 5th. The Top Ramen Pringles flavor will be back at Dollar General. It's a Dollar General exclusive and will retail for $1.69 while supplies last. Now, Breyers might have finally cracked the healthy ice cream code, right? They had like a, a better for you ice cream. They did that. But now they released a smaller four-ounce Delights Mini, which contains between 70 and 80 calories each. And there are two flavors available right now. A vanilla cupcake flavor, which is made with cupcake batter, vanilla ice cream, and sprinkles, and the second flavor, which is a creamy chocolate. 
Walmart has started selling its own kind of Dunkaroos. You know, that favorite 90 snack we love? Well, it's been discontinued for years now, but Walmart is bringing back its own version called Dunk and Crunch. Like Dunkaroos, it has two compartments, one loaded with crunchy vanilla cookies, the other with rainbow sprinkled swirled frosting, and you can get it right now at your local Walmart for $2.97. Now, sushi burritos and sushi donuts are super popular on the gram right now. Well, Whole Foods is bringing on their own version called a sushi sandwich. Now, a four-piece sushi sandwich featuring spicy tuna launched last week at some Whole Foods. So if, if they have sushi... At your Whole Foods that you go to, they do have the sushi sandwich. So make sure to check it out and uh, tag us on a photo of that. Now, Baskin Robbins is selling giant cookie cakes. Now, the cookies look like a giant ice cream sandwich with two round crusts stacked around a full 20 ounces of ice cream. And there is a rainbow colored chocolate chip cookie celebration cake and the fudge brownie and Oreo cookie cake. Now, the best part is that the crusts are slightly underbaked so they don't get hard or crunchy. Once the ice cream is added, and you can pick these up now at your local Baskin Robbins. And that's all the food news for this week. What do you say? Let's jump into the food porn of the week. And this week, coming to us from a good friend of the show at Miami Food Pug. And they posted the carne asada fries from the taco stand in Miami. And this is a new taco shop located in the Winwood area. And it's uh, Angus steak, fries, guacamole, sour cream, and cheese. It looks so damn good. And you know, after doing some research, the taco stand originally from San Diego, they have several locations in San Diego, and they do have one now in Miami. And these uh, carne asada fries definitely look like the perfect anytime snack, any time of the day. I can crush these anytime or any day. And you can see it for yourself. I just posted it on the Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, if you see some food porn that you think we should highlight, you think I should talk about on the show, tag me at the foodie as well. And this week, the cocktail of the week brought to you by my friends over at Spirited Miami is called the apple of my eye. And it's uh, from the guys over at Bar Altar, and it contains Grey Goose, apple, citrus, sugar, apple bitters, and it's topped with an apple champagne cloud. You got to just see this photo to really understand this cloud thing because it's amazing. It's a gorgeous drink. It looks amazing. The champagne cloud just crushes this drink. Bar Altar located in Wynwood. You got to check it out. The apple of my eye. Check out the photo. Just posted it on Instagram as well at the foodie. And that's it. That's going to wrap up episode number 25. A big thank you to Chef Jeffrey Williams for coming on the show. Truly, truly appreciate it. Of course, thank you guys for listening each and every week. Of course, you can follow me, Twitter, Facebook, and the most important, Instagram, at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And you can subscribe, download, and listen to WTF for the Food wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and now on Spotify. If you do listen to WTF for the Food on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. I would love you forever. And of course, you can listen to full episodes on thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Dot com as well, plus get links, photos, recipes, everything we talk about on each and every episode. You can get it on the website as well. Thanks for listening to WTF Where's the Food. My name is Nick, and always remember to hashtag never stop eating.